Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Today I want to discuss the internet sales tax ruling and the state's reaction to it. So I did a Forbes article and a podcast on the recent Supreme Court case, South Dakota v. Wayfair, which was a uh, very significant case because it essentially eviscerated uh, or removed the physical presence requirement for a state to tax a um, retailer or a provider of, of uh, goods into that state. So prior to the South Dakota case, if you were a retailer based out of Texas and selling into Wyoming and you didn't have a presence in Wyoming, you didn't have any employees, you didn't have an office there um, or, or uh, any nexus or establishment to that state, you would generally not collect sales tax from uh, a transaction in that state. So this case uh, is important because it um, removed the physical presence uh, requirement, uh, which was basically brought about um, and the Quail case, uh, which is a prior case, which really set the foundation for physical uh, connection or nexus to a state. Um, so this Quail v. Uh, excuse me, the South Dakota v. Wayfair is an important test uh, or case. Uh, one of the uh, interesting parts about the case and the, the um, I guess, the strategy of South Dakota is what they tried to do is they didn't they wanted to be careful and they didn't want the application of the new law or the, the lack of physical requirement rules to apply to every business that does uh, activities in the state. They were concerned that the, the Supreme Court would never go for it um, because of the burden uh, it imposed on uh, small businesses, for example. So they set up some um, thresholds, i.e. 200 customers in the state or $100,000 of sales. If you have below that, you wouldn't be subject to uh, sales tax reporting. So th this decision created uh, a lot of uh, noise and a lot of um, uh, discussions among states to say, okay, now that we have this Supreme Court case, uh, we feel comfortable that we're going to be able to collect sales tax, which will be a big boost for revenues uh, for certain states. Uh, also, the question uh, is uh, whether this, the, the new law will protect uh, brick-and-mortar retailers who've always perceived to believe they had a disadvantage over internet retailers because they had to collect sales tax and thus had to potentially um, charge more uh, or, or uh, the internet retailers were able to charge a little bit less uh, because there was no sales tax, even if they charged the same amount on a, on a big ticket item of $100 or more, a sales tax of 5-6% you know, or even higher could, could be impactful, especially if you're, you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars a year on certain products. Um, not paying sales tax is uh, certainly uh, meaningful. And a lot of brick and mortars thought they were disadvantaged and, and some states we're very concerned about the lost revenue. So what does all this mean to other states other than South Dakota who uh, have now uh, seen this ruling and now deciding what that means for them? Um, so there's some information out there in terms of how some of the other states are, are, are looking at this uh, Wayfair decision and what it means for them. So uh, I put some research into this and, and, and I'm going to kind of share with you what some states, and not all the states have basically provided information 
But what states, some of the states have decided to do uh, in terms of uh, potentially attacking this whole sales tax issue for online retailers. Um, so uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Alabama, they set a gross receipts amount of $250,000. Um, this was actually back in 2016. Uh, for Connecticut, for example, their effective date is 12-1-18. They put a gross receipts amount of 250000 or 200 transactions. So um, a little bit more than South Dakota. Uh, Georgia, it's going to be effective 1-1-19, 250, 200. Uh, Hawaii, 100,200, effective July 1st. Idaho, $10,000 only. Illinois, effective 10-1-18, 100,200 transactions. Iowa, 100,200 transactions, January 1st, 19. Kentucky, July 1st, 18, 100,200 transactions. Louisiana, 100,200. And assuming it's going to apply to tax periods after the ruling. Uh, Maine, 100,200. This actually was effective last year. Uh, Mississippi, also last year, 250,000. Minnesota, October 1, 1,800,000. Reached by 10 or more sales. Um, For example, uh, Nebraska is nothing. New Jersey, um, they have no nexus policy. Um, New York, they have no economic nexus policy. Um, they're reviewing it. Uh, North Carolina is reviewing it. North Dakota is 100,200 transactions. Ohio, 500,000. It's uh, supposed to go into effect January 1st, 18, but it was seemingly challenged. Uh, Pennsylvania, $10,000, 3118. There's some additional requirements. Uh, so that's if you're in Pennsylvania, you, you need to look at that because it's a low threshold. We know South Dakota, 100,000 to 200 transactions, um, and that's still technically pending on the on the on the books of the of the statute, the state statute. But with the Supreme Court decision, I think they'll get that passed. Uh, Tennessee, um, it was last year, July 1st, 17,500,000. Utah's January 1st, 19, 100,200 transactions. Vermont, uh, July 1st, 18,200 transactions. Uh, Virginia's got nothing. Washington, $10,000. Uh, a lot of retailers. Washington is one of the, the first states. So a lot of online retailers have already been prepared for Washington. And Wyoming, it was last year, July 1st, 100,200 uh, as well. So uh, not all states have reported. Uh, Florida, for example, it's not. Um, so it's, it's, it's just an idea. I think what we're going to see, the trend, is some threshold, like the Wayfair case, where they're not going after every little retailer that, uh, you know, selling a pair of shoes into the state where they have to collect sales tax, whether it's uh, eBay or Amazon. I think the states are okay with, you know, letting the little guy uh, fly through, but they're trying to get retailers to actually do business in the state, which, you know, 100,000, 200 transaction, someone that's in business of doing uh, online retailing, um, and they feel that they're large enough and they have enough of a nexus in the state, even without a physical possession, to merit uh, collecting sales tax. Uh, So we'll see where all this goes. I definitely think that you're going to see every state pretty much come up with a policy, probably similar to the uh, Wayfair case where there's some minimum threshold requirement to uh, get by the nexus uh, requirement. Uh, you know, it's very interesting, obviously, how things have changed. 
um, online retailers have caught uh, kind of a free pass for a number of, of years, and uh, maybe you know it, it's time to uh, you know to pay up, uh, so to speak. Um, now, I know it, I certainly I have some colleagues and friends that have online businesses. Uh, they sell through uh, Amazon or other uh, large uh, internet retailers, and they're concerned about the administrative costs. They're concerned also uh, potentially about the potential lack of sales um, and uh, you know the burden of collecting sales tax, which which is a burden, uh, especially on a small business. Even if you do $100,000 into a state, you may not be a huge retailer and you, it may not be a hugely profitable enterprise. Um, so, you know, for example, if you're in uh, New York, you may sell 100000 or more to New Jersey. It's right across the river. Um, and now you've got to collect sales tax potentially, um, and even though it's not super uh, profitable uh, for you. So it's just going to be another uh, administrative burden on online retailers. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly changed. You know, we always learned in law school that you need a nexus to, uh, for a state to have authority over you. So, um, and that's just based off, you know, courts having jurisdiction over you from a personal jurisdiction standpoint. So the courts are changing that up a little bit in the sales tax. Obviously, there's a whole lot of money at stake, uh, and the states are interested in uh, gathering some of that uh, because um, they're tired of losing out. Uh, and I, I understand that. Um, but it does seem somewhat unfair that if you don't have a nexus to the state, and all you're doing is uh, you're sitting uh, at your house in uh, Wisconsin and you are now selling goods in to Texas that you got to collect sales tax in Texas um, because you're doing a certain amount of transactions in the state. Um, somewhat difficult to, uh, to deal with, but I uh, understand the Supreme Court uh, ruled on it and we just have to deal with it. The Quill versus North Dakota... Uh, and the National Bells has First Department of Revenue, which is the pre- predecessor uh, to the South Dakota v. Wayfair, which was the courts that basically said you need a physical presence in that state in order for the state to have jurisdiction to, to require you to collect for sales tax. Um, and that was a 1992 case. Quill, obviously, we're not in 90, 1992 uh, anymore. The uh, Internet has taken over in terms of Internet retail, and uh, you know, sales just felt... Uh, state, excuse me, just felt that uh, it was important to collect some of the revenue, and I believe the Supreme Court as well uh, felt so and felt that times have changed significantly enough that they need to change the rules, the physical presence rule under Quill, and now uh, there's a minimum threshold. I think South Dakota was smart because they, they offered that to the courts, a minimum threshold requirement. I think if they just said, hey, if you sell, you know, thousand dollars or a hundred dollars of goods into the state you got to collect sales tax i don't know if the supreme court would have gone for that because of the burden on small retailers someone selling you know um eyeglasses on ebay or someone who who sells some t-shirts on on amazon for a few thousand bucks a year may be a big burden on that individual or business so uh we'll see where it goes but i think the states are all going to jump in and before you know it all the online retailers will be collecting sales tax so a checkout, you'll you'll start seeing that um, even for retailers that don't have a presence in your state. The big ones like Amazon and, and 
Walmart, some of the, the big ones where they have probably a presence in your state, you probably been paying sales tax anyways. But for some of the small retailers, um, if you're buying stuff on, on smaller sites, um, you, you, they'll probably start collecting sales tax if you're in a state that has requirements, and, and most will seemingly do so. Uh, Adam Bergman, IRA Financial, uh, you can follow us at, on Twitter, IRAFG, Instagram, Facebook, Love to hear from you, and uh, as well as LinkedIn, um, you can reach us anytime at info@irafinancial.com. Uh, if you have comments, questions, uh, ideas for podcasts, blogs, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and until next time, take care.